Uh, interesting bill being proposed by uh, Rand Paul. Get into that. Also, uh, Dr. Fauci speaking out again. Love him. Uh, he's actually your father, isn't he? Stu? <laughs> he is. He's, don't you no, love him? <laughs> I am, he is not my father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into that and lots more coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So are you looking at a summer of finally getting out? Maybe you're in one of these states where they're allowing you to go outside for the first time in quite a long time. One of the things that was really enjoyable about the darkest parts of quarantine, at least in our family, was we were able to go out and still enjoy the backyard. We actually, as you know, Pat, I'm a COVID-19 survivor. And during that period, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, early October last year, still pretty warm around here in these parts in Texas. Mm-hmm. And we spent basically every night outside grilling out, you know, playing wiffle ball in the backyard, like doing mm-hmm. all the, those sort of family summer things that you kind of might imagine as, as part of real life. It, you take you really take those and 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 they mean a lot more i think after the past year year and a half mm-hmm. if you're going out and you're having people over for the first time in a while if you're having those gatherings it, you got to have a rec tech rec tech is the is what you need it's a smart girl technology that you need to have because if it gets to be 100 degrees outside and you don't want to stand outside anymore you just want to go inside you can control the whole process from inside the air conditioning with a rec tech uh, it's gonna everything's gonna be cooked perfectly, and you're gonna absolutely love it. Uh, we're talking about winter, spring, summer, or fall because you can do it from indoors. So you don't you don't keep you don't keep the Rectech indoors, but you can control it from your phone indoors. Uh, Rectech, it's sturdy, it's smart, it's dinner time. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. Rectech with a Q at the end. R E C T E Q dot com. Rectech dot com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, one of the things I love about Rand Paul, he just believes in freedom. You know, it just seems like he's usually in there fighting for uh, for liberty uh, because he's he's more of a, a libertarian kind of guy than than not. And he's just uh, he's planning to introduce le- legislation now to revoke a federal mask mandate for travelers on airplanes. that is so great because that's one of the last places where you just you have to wear it and you have to wear it the whole time and you have to wear it correctly and if you make any bones about it you know you can be arrested literally arrested once you land uh thrown off the plane if you're you know uh on the runway they'll drive you they'll they'll go right back to the gate and drop you off have you traveled in the middle of this yet fortunately no oh, okay because I, I have I a few times i don't know if i could keep it on the whole time yeah you know i you know as much as i think as a policy i don't like the idea of a mask mandate it doesn't it doesn't bother me that oh, it much to deal with a couple of hours with it oh um, man i go out of my skin yeah some people really do i a lot of people have real problems <laughs> i'm a little with claustrophobic it. yeah and so that extra heat right here on my mouth and nose it oh. just Traditionally, my mind. Pat, when we've done the show together, you oftentimes have done it without your shoes. Yes. That's a big Pat Gray thing that people might not know from behind the scenes. <laughs> right. And that like, you really do kind of have a claustrophobic mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing that's gone on for as long as I've known you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look, the, the best thing is it doesn't seem to really have a point 
on these planes. I mean, like what what we've learned from the very beginning of this is that airplanes have one of the best filter filtration systems you're going to be able to find anywhere. Yeah, so it's almost like being outdoors. And yeah, I think they found that generally you're not getting it from a plane. No, no, uh, outdoors, you know, and. Uh, and planes, I, I can understand why people would think that. For example, we've seen real issues on cruises. I mean, mm-hmm. that really has been a place where it's spread. Yeah. That has not been true with planes largely. Uh, and especially in a, in a situation where you have a country that's, you know, especially with the most uh, vulnerable, almost entirely vaccinated. Uh, you just you just don't, under, you know, like this is just, it's just the part of the equation that Biden can actually control. He has no mm-hmm. power to tell you in Texas, you have to wear a mask. He does have the power to tell you on airplanes because he, you know, I mean, the, the administration has a lot of power. Federally regulated. Yeah, it's an F, the FAA. Mm-hmm. So they're able to kind of go through and, and do this. They're able to do it in federal buildings. They're able to keep it on in, in the places that they control. And so far, they've been able to do that. But it does show, I think, the strength of our structure here in this country. You know, this constitution limits our government, even in these times. You know, we all have all complained about what the states have done and, and towns have done. But the federal government, you know, you, you, you mentioned uh, Anthony Fauci earlier uh, today. I mean, Anthony Fauci has no power to do anything. <laughs> now, he's influenced a lot of people who do have power, and that's the problem mm-hmm. with Fauci. But, you know, he doesn't have power to do much of anything. He, he you know, Anthony Fauci can't make you wear a mask on anywhere other than federal property and even then he doesn't actually have the power to implement that it's got to be done through the administration true he's not an elected official he's not Mm -hmm. been elected to any position still he has kind of a position of influence yes for sure and he tries to use that a lot so much here's what he just (laughs) said um about about vaccination uh this is not complicated we're not asking anybody to make any political statement one way or another we're saying try and save your life Right. And that of your family and that of the community. It's, you know, we have so many things, as you said, so many diseases that I deal with that don't have solutions. It's very frustrating. You don't have a treatment or you don't have a vaccine. Here we have a vaccine that's highly, highly effective in preventing disease and certainly in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. It's easy to get. It's free. And it's readily available. So, you know, you, you, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just get over it wow. and try and save the lives of yourself and your family. Are, are they okay. intentionally trying to get people to not take See, the vaccine? That's the thing. <laughs> are they? What an arrogant sack of crap. It's like a, get over it. Man. What do you just go out and uh, get, get the vaccine and save your family over there? What are you talking about? Just get over it. That's about the worst thing you can say to people like me who have been hesitant. And, and it's not because it's a political thing. It's not about politics to me. It's, you know, I just haven't decided whether I want it or not. I, you know, I'm trying to do what's best for my body and do i do i take the chance or 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 do i not and every time like you you presented me with a a pretty good case the other day mm-hmm. some facts and figures and stats and i thought, I thought man maybe and then along comes this <laughs> and i don't want to anymore i really it and pisses i mean this, me off there is no reason 
for Anthony Fauci to be on television. Anymore. No reason. There's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. He's convinced every liberal that is uh, uh, on this you know, train mm-hmm. going on. Chris Hayes. What is that doing? Right. It's certainly not helping the situation of public health. If what Anthony Fauci cares about is actually getting people vaccinated, there's no way this could possibly help. That's about as bad as you could be. As bad as you could be. Um, You know, acting like we're, uh, I don't know, morons. We're idiots. And we're just doing something for politics. And he tells us to get over it. That's... That's probably one of the worst things you could say. Let me give you, do, you, do we have like three three or four minutes here? Let me give yeah. you three or four minutes from another representative who's a big fan of the vaccine and see if this is any okay. more persuasive than uh, what Anthony Fauci gave you. This is uh, the montage of, uh, of, uh, of our former president talking about the vaccinations. Okay. I was told it was ready, but apparently it was not. Okay. Well, there you go. So was that convincing to you? How about that? Was (laughs) that that convincing to you? That was powerful. Uh, So you've got got Trump talking about it um, somewhere. And I'm guessing he said good things about the vaccine. He has been a consistent cheerleader for this vaccine. He really has. Since the very beginning. And... And who are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to Trump right. or are you going to listen to Fauci? Now, look, you know, you can make the argument. I, I mean, like we we've we saw there is a political component to this. Right. And it's blatantly clear in that during the election, Kamala Harris was warning liberals not to take it because, God forbid, Donald Trump was was mixing chemicals. And they weren't going to trust it. Uh, and, yeah, and they weren't. They didn't want to trust it. Yeah, they didn't want to trust it. They didn't want to believe it. Um, and. They basically had uh, warnings going to the left saying, don't do it because Donald Trump's involved. And then, you know, this, if Donald Trump was in the White House right now, this situation would be exactly reversed. There would be a lot of people on the left saying they didn't want to take it. And I think a lot of people on the right who right now are maybe more hesitant um, would not be getting these annoying messages from the government. And they would be on the other side of it. I think there is a there is a component. It's dumb to deny that culture plays a role here. It does. Uh, but again, you have when you acknowledge that, the last thing you do is have Jen Psaki come out and say she's coming to your home, mm-hmm. and that Becerra's coming to your home, and that Fauci's insulting you. It's just none of this makes any sense. Listen to the president talk about the vaccine. And by the way, this is all very recent. This isn't like from March 2020. This is all Donald Trump talking very recently about the vaccine. Listen. When the China virus invaded our shores, I promised that we would produce a vaccine in record time before the end Mm -hmm. of the year. They said it couldn't be done. But with today's announcement, we have now achieved that goal. The United States is the first nation in the world to produce a verifiably safe and effective vaccine. Today's achievement is a reminder of America's unlimited potential when we have the will and the courage to pursue ambitious goals. As I've said from the beginning, a vaccine will vanquish the virus and return life back to normal. The pandemic may have begun in China, but we are ending it right here in America. Never let them forget this was us. We did this. And the distribution is moving along according to our plan. And it's moving along really well. Uh, We had the military, what they've done, our generals and all of the people, what they've done is incredible. But remember, you know, we took care of a lot of people. 
including, I guess, on December 21st, we took care of Joe Biden because he got his shot. He got his vaccine. He forgot. Mm. (laughs) Now, I know you said, and I completely agree with you, that it's the right of every American to decide if they want to be vaccinated or not. But do you think we should require healthcare workers who are exposed to patients to be vaccinated? Well, I think we should certainly try and convince them. Look, I'm a, a big fan of the vaccine. I was the one that got it done in record time, less than nine months. Everyone said it would take three years, five years. And it's why people are getting better now. We, we not only did that, we also huh. ordered billions of dollars uh, worth of it before we even knew if it worked. And that was one of the best bets ever made because they wouldn't have their vaccinations <laughs> yet. But I, I think having, uh, having uh, workers at least convincing them to try and do it because, you know, I believe in the freedom. I believe in all of that. But the vaccine really has been unbelievably effective and it's saving this country. It's saving mm-hmm. the world. So... Yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, hopefully you could convince people to do it. Keeping always freedom in mind, but convince people to do it. Nobody did as good a job with the pandemic as we did, and that's why we're leading the world in terms of coming back. And that was all set long before Biden came in, including the fact that we came up with vaccines in less than nine months when a lot of people, everybody said it was going to take three to five years and you probably wouldn't be successful. And if we weren't successful, Sean, I'll tell you this. You would have another 1917 uh, tragedy where almost 100 million people died, but we were successful, so it was a great thing. Because of what we did, and because I came up with the vaccine in nine months instead of, I did it in less than nine months, it was supposed to be, Buck, you know this, it was supposed to be five years, three years, but it'll never happen. By that time, everybody would have been dead. This would have been, if I didn't do that, this would have been another Spanish flu of 1917, where Mm -hmm. perhaps 100 million people died. The FDA does not like Donald Trump, let me put it that way. They, They have never seen anything like it. They would have, this thing would have taken more than, much more than three years. And I don't think they would have even ever gotten it. But we did things that were miraculous. People call it a miracle, actually. And then, you know, I went out and did something else that people don't talk about. I bought $12 billion worth of the vaccine before we knew it worked. We had an idea it worked, but before. And you wouldn't have the shots till October of this year. So no, I mean, Operation Warp months. Speed, President Trump, was, was an amazing yeah. miracle, and you deserve tremendous yeah. credit for that. A lot of our people don't want to take vaccine. You know, I don't know what that is exactly. Republican, I don't know what it is. You encourage people to get it. I encourage them to take it, I do. But they want me to make a vaccine. Did you get it? They want, Yes, I did. They want, I had it, and I took it, okay? You got both. I, because I believe. Yeah. Uh, better than Fauci? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> much better than Fauci. A, a much better pitch than Anthony Fauci. And he talks about, you know, we got we have to uh, maintain people's freedom yeah. and liberty to choose, but we should try to convince them to take it. Yeah. And again, you know, I mean, this, all is, you can do. this is Donald Trump here. This is not some crazy left wing. It's not Jen Psaki. It's not Becerra. It's none of the... This is Donald Trump telling you, you know, that this is... and. And quoting correctly, many people who call it a miracle. Yeah. That really was. And he deserves freaking credit for it. And Biden's trying to steal it. Yeah. He is trying to steal credit for ending this pandemic. Again. Pissing me off. It's hampered the effort for some people. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they have forgotten, I think to a certain extent, that it was Donald Trump behind it. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't trust it because of uh, the Biden administration. And look, you could, again, as as the president was very clear on, 
yes, it has to be your choice. It should be your choice. Mm-hmm. But you know, he you know yep. he, he's very he, that is not a person who's equivocating there. He's not like oh no. well, it might work, it might not. I mean, he's talking about this as his legacy, and he, I believe correctly identifying the fact that the left is trying to steal the greatest achievement, uh, as they called it in the Washington Post, the greatest human health achievement in public history or something like that. In world history. In world history. Yeah. And Biden's like, you know what? That's mine. And instead, and again, if they actually wanted people to be vaccinated and didn't just want this talking point. They'd get him out in front. They'd get him out in front. And and they'd give him credit for it. Biden would be out there saying, you know what? This none of this would have happened if the president didn't take the actions. The former president took the actions that he did. Yeah. And while we'll disagree oh, on almost that, everything else, they don't care. We have to give Donald Trump credit for what he did in that very difficult period. That type of thing will go a long way to actually make this into the nonpartisan issue Fauci says he's talking about. Yep. Instead, they're on TV yelling at everybody. Right. It shows you who they are that they won't do that. You know they won't. They won't ever give him the credit because uh, that's just beyond them. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, for Glenn, who's back on Monday, by the way. Uh, you know, it's really telling that the Biden administration would never, would never, ever. And even the Washington Post said that they should give him credit. They, if they really want the numbers to increase percentage-wise in this country, where they want 70%, 80%, 85% of this country to be vaccinated, the only way to do that now is to bring out Donald Trump to give him credit and to make sure that he talks to the people who voted for him. Because they claim that that's who's being resistant. Now, I'm being resistant, but it's really not because of Trump or not because of Trump. No, it's just because I haven't decided yet. Yeah. And it's not because I'm anti-vax or pro-vax. I just haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at one point I'll make that decision. And uh, I I don't care who developed the vaccine. It's just that if I if I decide it's 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 better for me to get the vaccine than not have it, then I'll do it. Yeah, and they try to frame this but, as as this big partisan divide issue, and really, it sh- it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You know, we have tons of. But it is. It, it is. It's become more cultural. Yeah. I think it's important. Look, and, and I know you're not doing this, and I don't. I don't think a lot of people in the audience are doing it. This sort of stuff with with Fauci going on TV talking about it is it what's making your decision because then Fauci's making your decision for you right yeah, it's just, it's just an, an annoying it, irritant it just pisses you off to the of point where you don't want to yeah yeah, yeah it's true uh, and that's but, not you know that is not again if this is your aim mm-hmm. if we assume the yes, aim if, of this administration if you really is to get the good, most people vaccinated as possible then give him credit and then get him out just, there and you know what it would be a moment of honesty to yeah you know it's you don't have to lie you don't have to say you know what we're donald trump it's all him he did it and we don't actually believe that but he did it he actually did do it it's his operation Mm -hmm. he led it he talked about it there's all sorts of reporting from behind the scenes that he was pushing as hard as he could to get through all of the bureaucratic nonsense true right it's all true he said it publicly at the time he said it every day since most of the interviews that we play with donald trump here were from june and may of this year 
right? Like the, he has been consistent throughout this entire process. Yeah. And he wants to. He he wants credit for it. And damn it, he deserves credit. For yes, it. he does. Put him out there then. If you want people to take the vaccine, but they don't because their politics, their agenda, their ego is more important to them than the American people. That's a fact. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat Gray, Stuper Gear for Glenn, who returns on Monday morning. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, let's go to Brett in Texas. Uh, hey, Brett, you're on the Glenn Beck Program with hey. Pat and Stu. Hey, happy Friday yeah. from the great Republic of Texas. You too. You too. And uh, comment and mm-hmm. then a tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I just returned from Costa Rica. In 72 hours prior, we had to have a COVID test. And during the flight, we all had to wear masks, even though everybody on that flight had to had to be tested previously. Oh, right. So you knew that nobody <laughs> on the flight had COVID-19, yet everyone had to wear a mask the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> makes but there's, perfect and, sense, and doesn't the, it? Exactly. And here's the traveler's <laughs> tip. So waiting... It, because they make exceptions, you can have your mask off while you're eating or while you're drinking. Mm-hmm. And so, bought two bags of combos, the pretzels with all the cheese in it, because mm-hmm. they each bag has like 900 of them in there, mm-hmm. and just slow ate them. <laughs> and and the flight attendant came up to me several times. Are, are you are you done, sir? And I finally looked at him and said. Not a prayer, my man. Not a prayer. And, <laughs> and finally, when we were descending into DFW, it's like, well, I think I'm done. And so I wore my mask for probably 15 minutes the entire flight. Yeah, it's we've been when when, when that was going on because we had Thanks, I, I had COVID, it. and after mm-hmm. that, like you have immunity, obviously, uh, you know. And so we would just a lot of times just walk around with a drink. You know, mm-hmm. like, you, like you have the drink out mm-hmm. open, holding it you know, a few inches away from your face. And if someone comes over and looks at you like, are you going to put that mask on? Then you just got to just take a sip. You know, I mean, it's really is. We all understand it's silly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's obviously ridiculous. I will say since Biden got into office on planes, it is worse, considerably worse. Mm. Uh, when I flew, I flew back in, geez, uh, I guess it was last summer, 2020 summer. And they they you you were supposed to wear a mask the whole time they were not nearly as crazy about it now they've added layers and layers of announcements at the beginning uh, the last flight i was on the when they were announcing the mask policy they actually said when you're eating it's mask off bite mask back on chew right that's like what like i that. that's what i thought they had mm-hmm. come up with mm-hmm. and they did they enforce that um, yeah more than normal i mean wow. it's it's definitely wow. It's definitely taken a, a massive turn since Biden got into office specifically. He implemented all these these additional mm-hmm. threats and penalties and policies. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, look, these airlines have no choice but to enforce them. It's not, you know, it's not their policy per se. They may also still want to do it, but they, they have to enforce these policies. Now, you can yeah. tell it's it's one of those things you could tell they've read it 500 times and they say it the same way every time. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. and they but they're very specific about when you're eating. You can't do what I was just talking about. They don't right. want they don't want you to do the guys, uh, the callers combos trick right now. They want you to take a bite and chew with the mask on 
and it's like <laughs> That's all right, insanity it, it's all insanity at this point especially uh, when you have a country again that is 89 percent vaccinated among 65 plus okay, yeah this is not a borderline like you know look you go to india where they're at like you know 12 percent vaccination maybe you have more of a case for this but you don't know it doesn't make any sense they're just doing it because they can have you been to a a movie theater in the last oh yeah many times have you really yeah i've gone to movies that have come to the theater then well first of all pat you should remember our heroic effort yes where we were basically the first people in the united states (laughs) to go back to the theaters this was like a year ago right it was i think it was may 2020 more than a year ago you don't remember this uh sarah has doesn't doesn't care about us or the show so she doesn't have any (laughs) recollection of this but it was a big thing we did it we we (laughs) went after the show we did the show together again it was a day glenn was out and we went to a local theater, which was the first right. theater in Texas to reopen. And it was uh, in, I think it was May 2020, and they were opened at 25% capacity. I will tell you this. They were not at 25% capacity. No. They were at me and Pat capacity. It <laughs> that was, was just, it. <laughs> it was literally just that us. That was it. It was us in the theaters with two employees. I'll yeah. never forget this because it's it's and 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 there's one employee behind in the concession stand and the mm-hmm. guy who owned the theater and that was it. No other customers. I mean, actually, there was one or two other customers, wasn't there? I think in other movies. We, yeah, in other movies, but we were the only yeah. two people in this particular movie, which was a Vin Diesel. <laughs> diesel is a uh, vehicle yeah uh and well, it was one of the worst single worst movies i've ever I seen i barely in my life. remember any of it <laughs> it was, something it was about, so forgettable yeah he was he, i don't he, something about something about the, in his blood there was uh some like nanobots that made him into like almost like a oh, superhero or something i yeah. don't know it was really bad he and could it, die and be brought back or something through the nanobots yeah I think. it was not good uh, not good and it was released i want to say it's release date was the weekend before they shut the nba season down so it was like mm. one of the last movies they released in that uh in that situation um mm-hmm. right before all the theaters closed oh, yeah, down. it was uh bloodshot 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 <laughs> Vin diesel bloodshot so good and it came out <laughs> Pat and I sat in and we made sure to be social distance where Pat sat in the back left hand corner of the theater and I sat right under the screen in the front right hand corner. <laughs> there's a video of it on, on my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash Stu Does America if you, if you want to watch it. It's, we, went with, we, we took you through the whole thing and I will say the movie was not good, but it's interesting to see Vin Diesel being in the movie that arguably la- relaunched the movie industry. Mm-hmm. He was in F9 the ninth fast and furious movie mm. and which we all needed by the way oh yeah people Crucial. were clamoring for it no they were apparently it made a hundred million dollars uh, or 70 million dollars opening weekend is now up over 120 million dollars in china in the first weekend i think it made 134 million or something like that it was huge in china uh in its first weekend of release but where is it now domestically did it get over it's over a hundred million, right? Yeah, it is at one hundred and twenty-six, which one hundred twenty-eight million dollars isn't bad. 
in this environment. Now, in pre-pandemic, that movie mm. is probably going to bring in, at this point, is probably at $200 million. Mm-hmm. But it's still a business. Like, that's a legit business. Yeah, uh, it's Quiet interesting. Quiet Place was the other one that came out a couple weeks before that. Did $50 million opening weekend. Is at mm. $147 million domestically for a horror film. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I mean, that's that's pretty freaking good. Since Barry Diller, uh, Barry Diller has, is a respected guy in the film industry. He's been uh, chairman and CEO of two Hollywood studios, Paramount and uh, 20th Century Fox. Uh, he has now declared the movie industry dead. He said the movie business as before is finished and will never come back. Oh, that's pretty definitive yeah. from a movie mogul. Um, and uh, he said it does have to do with uh, the substantial decline in ticket sales and the closure of movie theaters. But he says it's much more than that. And obviously he believes it's the streaming thing. And because of all these deals that have been made where uh, the movie is released immediately onto, say, Amazon or uh disney or wherever they release it hbo max that's going to kill the movie theaters now would you you would continue to go to do you like it in the movie theater I or, love or are you movies. okay with it being just at home i love the movies i love going to them i particularly love the dine-in movie theater rev- revolution uh, which yeah, has occurred a, mm, that's a good thing it's not everywhere mm-hmm. really but it is it's popped up in most places now and you know texas there's about five dine-in theaters within a you know, 10 mile radius here mm-hmm. and i do and love they're really that. nice and they're good the you food can is essentially good, lay down in a yeah. in a lazy boy recliner and they you have a tray in front of you and you can fill it with food yeah <laughs> it's like you're never gonna it's fun Look, you could eat at home, but restaurants mm-hmm. are fun, right? Like, I like going to restaurants, and this is now restaurant plus movie at the same time. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good in- innovation. Yeah. It really is. So I think I, like I think there's a place for them. I think there is an argument to be made that theaters will uh, decrease in, you know, you're going to wind up not having 5,000 theaters to release movies in anymore, you know. But I will say that there's a place around here nearby where we work in Texas that had a uh, a movie theater in this sort of local shopping district that closed down during COVID. And I remember thinking, like, this is, what are they going to do with the space? I mean, it's not like movie theater companies mm-hmm. are like, oh, we need to open up new establishments right now. Like, how are they going to fill this thing? And they just announced that they are going to be filling it with no longer just a movie theater, but partially a dine-in movie theater, plus bowling alleys and uh, other various entertainment you know sort of entertainment complex type of thing Mm. which is probably where Mm -hmm. this stuff goes like maybe movies are just part of it and it's no longer you have 40 movies at a a multiplex it's just changing a little bit but that's okay you know it's going to be probably more of a niche activity but if people are still watching the movies you could still make cash off of this and yeah if people will pay 20 bucks they're paying 20 bucks at for at home to watch these movies when they get released you know, everybody's got a streaming subscription, it seems like. And, and I will say all these... Or multiple yeah. streaming subscriptions. Oh, my God. I was looking at how many I have, and it's it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's, for, I'm for actually us. revolted by how many I have. And, of course, the mm-hmm. most important one, mm-hmm. blazetv.com of slash Glenn promo code Glenn save 10 bucks. Yeah. That's number one, and I'll never cancel that. But, you know, Netflix, <laughs> Hulu, 
Disney Plus, yes. HBO Max. Yes. Do you have uh, Paramount Plus? I, I have don't Paramount think Plus. I have Paramount Plus, although I just got an offer from my little credit card that said they're going to pay for a year of Peacock Network, the new NBC one. I have that. I mm-hmm. don't have that one yet, but I will be getting it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after the year expires, I will forget that I have it. And you'll keep and paying I'll for keep it. keep paying for it forever. Yep. So these things, you know, people are going to wind up doing that. And some, <laughs> there's obviously a business there, Pat, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a business there. Yeah. Uh, I think so. And I think you're right. It's just going to be different. It's going to change. And it's kind of sad because everything has changed. You know, we've we've gone through a ton of change culturally over the last just five years but think about the last 10 years or 15 years where you used to go to uh you know you used to go to hollywood video or blockbuster video and you used to get the videos and take them home and it was like you brought down a deer like a 15 point buck and you're like look what i i look i got princess pride yeah, we've seen that 38 times. Uh, take it back. Uh, but <laughs> it was a big deal. And then it's gone, completely gone. Um, you know, uh, the way we listen to music has completely changed over the last few years. And now this. Now we're going through this transition, too. So it's going to take some getting used to. And, and, Pat, before we leave this topic, I must uh, tell you about Bloodshot and its box office revenues. Okay. So its first week of release... We should think, think about this for a release date. March 13th, 2020. My gosh. Wasn't that the very day? <laughs> so the 11th was the day the NBA season <clears throat> shut down. Uh-huh. You remember that night where like all, all the people in Oklahoma City were at the game and they canceled it and everyone had to leave. Yep. Then uh, March 15th or 16th, I can't remember, was the was Donald Trump talking about 15 days to slow the spread, <laughs> right? So it directly in between over, those way? two events, no, yeah. no, directly in between those two events was the release of Bloodshot starring uh, Vin <laughs> Diesel. Its first weekend, it uh, it opened with $10 million, uh, which is still pretty impressive if you think yeah. about that time period. Yeah. It finished in second place. Uh, the next weekend, it came in with zero dollars. <laughs> My gosh! So just a hundred percent drop wow. off. In fact, and where did it wind up? Uh, right around there. Uh, well, I guess our dollars came in eventually, Pat. Our two purchases. Okay, so it was ten million and sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. All right, let's talk about LifeLock. Why? You need to protect yourself. It's been a year like, as we've been talking about, none of us have ever experienced. It's time to turn things around. You might be traveling. You might be giving out your information online more than normal. And, of course, cybercriminals are still very, very active. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every single day. We put that information on the Internet. You've seen all the leaks that have happened. Your information's out there. If someone wants to target you, you're going to be targeted. So you better protect yourself with LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll send you an alert when something happens. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. You can save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. By the way, May 29th, Pat, May 29th, 2020, 
Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at the YouTube video. It's at uh, youtube.com slash America if you want to check it out. I, maybe I'll tweet it as well, at America. But here's what it says. Stubergear and Pat Gray prepare <laughs> to risk their lives to see a movie. <laughs> Stubergear. <laughs> I love these descriptions. Stubergear and Pat Gray embark on the most mm. dangerous mission in Texas history. You won't believe the odds that are defied as these two titans of industry face down almost certain death <laughs> to break the ultimate taboo. Going to support the movie industry at a movie theater on May 29th, 2020. Yeah. Which, by the way, as you pointed out. I'll tell you something. Not all heroes wear capes. It's a great point. Thank you. Uh, we didn't wear wear capes. <laughs> no. Uh, we during this adventure. We Though not. we did. We didn't wear masks either. <laughs> no, it no. seems like they weren't doing it. Yeah, I think that was then. pre. That was like back when fauci was still saying don't wear them yeah <laughs> they're not like necessary that yeah yeah uh i think i i feel like i remember we had to bring like i don't think they made us wear them i'm kind of looking at the footage and glancing through it here and i don't think they actually did I, wear I we did actually wear them think we did i don't think we did that was a fun i know for trip. a fact we didn't inside the theater i will say this go looking back at the pandemic era that is one thing i will never forget because it was creepy it yeah. was like nobody was in there. It was a ghost town. The parking lot was yeah. empty. We got there. They didn't even open on time. Remember, we stood out in the yeah. parking lot for like a half an hour right. <laughs> trying to fill time until the movie. They actually opened up the movie. And it was like 10 minutes before the movie started because they knew nobody was coming. I don't know why yeah. they even opened. The guy who started the theater bought the, th- the actual theater in January of 2020. Right before. Right before yeah. the pandemic. Right so, jeez. Good timing. This is the Glenn Beck Program.